It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would first like to thank each one of our listeners who have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each and every one of you, and you are all in for a very special treat today as I have with me my returning diva, Kate Nelligan, and her and I are going to chat about horses and boundaries. Oh my, anytime horses is in the title, I know it's going to be good. So Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Sure. I'm Kate Nelligan. I'm always so glad to be returning, and I'm excited for our topic today. I am an equine-partnered life and business coach, uh, animal communicator, author, and speaker, and really my passion and calling is around the human-animal bond and really learning these soft skills or emotional intelligence skills that make us better humans, make us better in relationships (laughs) and in our our work uh, through the power and the partnership with horses and other animals as well. Oh, oh, how awesome. Well, then this just all fits right in what we're going to chat about today with everything that you do with horses and boundaries. So, oh, goodness. Well, how, how would you like to start this topic today to share with our listeners about horses and boundaries? Yeah, I feel like when we take this topic, there's just so much right now going on in the world around being able to set boundaries and being able to mm-hmm. withhold them. And so I was really excited. And I've had some really fascinating sessions lately with the horses and clients around setting boundaries and also been doing it with myself. And so I just feel like there's a lot to teach here and there's a lot to explore. Um, so I think what's important is to first start with what, how we, we define the word boundary. And for me, I love what someone shared once with me, which is calling it a clarity point, which is what, what works for us, what doesn't. So it's not necessarily a wall, right, because that mm-hmm. can feel, help us feel like disconnected um, or bracing or resisting something, but it's really about the clarity to know the difference and have discernment of what works for us and what doesn't. And then the second step is how to communicate it. So um, horses also have a very clear system of boundaries in their hierarchy and their herd and their way of being. And it's not, they don't have a lot of emotion (laughs) attached to it. It's just they uh, have clear boundaries. And so I think they teach that just in their way of being, just watching them. People can learn about boundaries, and then there's exercises we can do on the ground with them where we can learn even more. So I'm curious what your experience is with with boundaries in general, your definition of it. Oh, well, I, I loved how you said a clarity point because that 
is so, that's kind of me too, because I mean, a boundary is a clarity point. And then how will you work, like you said, how will you work around that to make it work for you and make it comfortable for others too and your boundaries? And they all, every person I feel has their own boundaries in different ways of what what they can do, what they're going to do. It just, it reminded me, the best way for me to explain it too is with my horses. Because my two geldings, the one horse, he he is he is the dominant one, and the gray horse JC knows not to get in his space, and so he knows that boundary and where that boundary is. And with my mare, she can cross that boundary. Her boundary is not the same as what JC's boundary is with the big bay horse. And so that's why I feel each one has their own boundaries and how you set them and how you deal with them because I watch how the horses work with their boundaries. And I I feel it comes straight across to humans also. Yeah, I think it does too. And my first kind of training with the horses was really in the space of them teaching respect and rapport. And rapport Mm -hmm. is that whole we can cuddle, we can, you know, they like us, they want to spend time with us, they might follow us around. There's that really beautiful heart connection. And respect is I can move your feet if I need to move your feet, meaning you're in my space and I don't feel safe or mm-hmm. something is happening out there and we need to get out of the out of the way of danger, right? And so horses really respect other horses or listen to other horses that are able to show leadership And I love the distinction, though, because, again, boundaries are clarity, not walls. And um, respect is really not about punishment ever. It's about um, leadership, really. And and so what's so interesting is that I find often I get a lot of women who come to me who are high performers. And Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have strong boundaries because they've been yes girls or yes women. And I was one myself where it was like the more, sure, more work, sure, more work, sure. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) yes, got me to move up in my career, but then it got to a point where it wasn't working for me anymore. And what I had to really learn was no. Um, Or I had to learn like, a way to delegate and a way to, you know, so I love that whole model, do it, delegate it, or delete it, because that's a form of boundary, which is aware that we can't do everything or be everything, you know. And with the horses, like, they're very aware of what they can and can't do. And they know there's there's other horses that are leaders because they have capabilities that a, a lower-ranking horse may not have, right, due to age or health or whatever it may be. Right. So I just think there's so much there that I find people come and they want the rapport with horses and they can get it. But then if they don't have the respect, a horse won't actually, they can't even lead a horse with a lead rope or Mm -hmm. move a horse out of the way. 
And what my horses are now doing is they're so fun. I have two mares, but they can teach boundaries the way geldings can, which is they'll get right up into your space. Like they'll put their to you and be like, oh, just keep scratching me. And I'm, and then I'll ask the kind, do you even want to do that? And it's like, not really. And I'm like, great. So why are you doing something that you don't want to do? How are you going against <laughs> your own wisdom, right? Your mm-hmm. own desire, your own. And it's like, well, I feel like I should or guilt or have to or shame. And so there's all these things to unpack in boundaries that is so relevant to everything and leadership like leader good leadership involves having healthy boundaries and mm-hmm. so i just i love talking about this because the horses are just so good at showing us where the gaps are and i definitely have had gaps in my boundaries <laughs> over time you know well and i feel like we all have i mean we all like you said when the, you ask them, why are you scratching them if you don't want to? Well, I feel like I need to. And that is one of them, something that my horse have told me, especially my mare. She has said, what you do to, for others has to serve you also. You, you need to have it as service to you as well as service to others. And that is so true. And so simply put, in a simple way, it's kind of like, okay, you kind of have to respect your boundaries as you're being of service to others. And that's what came to my mind when you were talking about that is exactly what my mayor has taught me. And they are, they are so distinct. And if you listen to them, they will, they will definitely help you to find your boundaries. And like you said, it's not a wall, like being of service to others you have to serve yourself also. So it's they are amazing how they can teach and help each of us to find different ways in our life to find the boundaries, to, to help with leadership, and find healthy boundaries, as you said. And that is so well put. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And when you were sharing what reminded me of was, like the mutual grooming that the horses do. And there's mm-hmm. like been a couple of weeks when I just saw my girls. It's like the second I saw them, they would look at me and start mutually grooming. And I'm like, okay, what's well, the mirror, the lesson in this, which is, you know, as you give, you receive, right? That there's right. a flow mm-hmm. and that it, it does need to feel good that we can't deplete ourselves for someone else because we're not, if we're all connected, if we believe in the basic spiritual principle that we're all connected and there's, union right and that all things affect each other like and that everything's energy we believe that then we can't harm ourselves to help someone else right we can't Mm -hmm. deplete ourselves to help someone else because we're actually not really helping the whole and so Mm -hmm. it's there's a lot of how do i you know keep my cup filled so i'm a better service for others and then there's a win and i find sometimes what's really moving is when people come and they're like, God, I feel so glad I don't have to take care of that being like that being can take care of themselves. And I'm like, yeah, because there's so much in that relief when we know that someone else is doing their part to take care of themselves. We can trust that person more. There's less like this feeling of expectation. People move out of the whole rescuing situation, which people have. (laughs) And so it's just really neat to watch, you know, the horses come up as whole beings and 
You know, like I will, my horse will not go up and put her butt in someone's face for scratches if that person already has pretty good, strong boundaries. But if they don't, there it she'll do it. And then I'm like, and I'll I'll just encourage the person enjoy that give and receive and that flow of scratching as long as it feels good to you and when it doesn't step step aside and be okay she's going to ask for it again be okay to not give it and what i do with her now is i will literally just say to her i don't feel like doing that right now (laughs) and she'll find another way to scratch it right um or i'll surprise her and be like hey i want to give you a gift and i'll just give her scratches in the spots that she wants it and she's super happy and then i walk Uh away you know, right. and it's like, but it's my choice to give that gift. So, you know, it's uh-huh. very interesting. I think there's so much around, like, we were never role modeled great boundaries, most of us. And, yeah. um, you know, whether it was we had a martyr as a parent or we just saw parents that had to work all the time, even just to keep, you know, the lights on, like, whatever it might be there's very few of us that have gotten really great modeling of boundaries. So that's why I love people to just come and watch the horses for a bit. Cause they're like, Oh my God, they're so clear. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking it personally or creating stories around it. No. They just know what their basic needs are and they do what it, what they can to meet them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from their basic needs being met, they're actually really great beings of service. Like, you know, the horses that I find in the equine coaching space that are the best coaches, their basic needs are already really well met. Um, And so they're able to be of service. And it's the same with us, right? Yes. Right. Oh, yes. How definitely true. And when you come to give, you have to receive back. And I think sometimes, and my horses have taught me this too, you have to open up your boundaries of receiving because sometimes I think my horses have told me you're great at giving, but then you always feel that uh, you can give, 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 and yet the boundary you have set for receiving, you need to receive also. And so I think when you come to give, you you came to receive too. And I think that's another lesson I have learned from my horses so well that you can give, but there are you have to receive it back too. And that is something else the horses are really good at teaching on boundaries, on giving and receiving. Because it's just like sometimes with mine, I want to give them, I want to hug on them. And it's like, no, not now. My, I, I'm not in the mood right now. And they'll walk away. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. The, the, there'll be another time when you're ready for it. So I respect that boundary. I don't keep going after them to say, yeah, I need to give you a hug or something. They've set their boundary, and it's like, okay, they walked away. That's all right. They weren't in the mood to receive it today. So it's, they, like you said, they just teach so much. They are a modeling of boundaries. There's in Mm -hmm. so many different ways. It's just amazing. And I love how you said about the spiritual union that we're all one. We're all a web, a full circle, and how it all can come back when you start looking at everything and just realizing that we are all in this together and it's a full circle that just goes around and we can all help one another in that way. And so... Those are just some of the pointers I was thinking as you were talking, Kate. 
Yeah, I love it. And I honestly, I work with a lot of women on receiving as well because those of us that were or are type A and doers, it's like the being is a huge shift. I know it was for me coming mm-hmm. out of corporate America, like I had to learn how to be. And a lot of that was more of the feminine energy, the slowing down, the just being with the breath, the getting quiet. I've been getting that message again recently. I go through cycles of it, and it's really, it's a wonderful thing because a lot of the stuff I'll do with horses is have people stand and breathe with them and just Uh hang out and receive. And, you know, so often the biggest shift I've seen is people want to touch a horse's face and brush a horse's face, and, and, and the horses will tolerate it. They don't necessarily love having predator animals on top of their prey faces, and so it's like I'll ask yeah. people to stay in touch with how they're doing with that. And then but when the real magic happens is I'll ask people to relax and open their arms and just stand in front of a horse and receive, and that's when they mm-hmm. their whole energy system can receive from the horse's energy and it's really beautiful and powerful but again you know it's a lot of how we're socialized and what we're taught we're working against (laughs) we're taught at least in this culture of of the states in many ways is like do and then you'll achieve what you want you'll achieve happiness Mm -hmm. you'll achieve approval and and it's not that it's really the coming from the inner place of knowing that we can have it we already are it and being it and then some of the great stuff happens in the outer world from that. And the horses mm-hmm. remind us of that, right? That they're mm-hmm. not they're not yeah. doing animals, they're being animals. They're in states of receptivity all the time. That's how they stay safe and, and in communication. Um, but what I find it's so it's fun to practice with the horses and then when I work with people virtually I have like a receiving tracker um I give to people and I'm actually have to send two out today to different clients. I'm happy to send that to any listeners that there's ways to re- track our receiving so that we grow our awareness of it and mm-hmm. stay in that space and, and realize we don't have to do it all alone, that we are one connected herd. Um, but there is a lot in, and it's so great that your mayor has really taught you that, that there is, ways to open up and receive more um, because mm-hmm. that's the flow, right? Then there's balance. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how how beautifully said, definitely. And I love because the inner, it, I always look at it, the inner beauty shines then on the outward beauty because it has to come from inside and then you can really let it come out and show on the outside. And this was very interesting what you said about you have a track are receiving. That would be something that would be really awesome for the listeners and anyone that is touched by this. How can they connect with you to receive that to track our receiving? Yeah, I'm happy to have someone email me, which is consciousrockstar at gmail dot com, or go to my website and just you know put it in on my website a form there to contact me, which is katenelligan dot com, and I'm happy to send that out. I have a, a some videos that relate to to this as well, and um, there's a lot in in just what I've been realizing lately that 
the foundation for pretty much everything, boundaries, leadership, receiving, um, clarity, is getting present. And I've been, I have my own mantra lately mm-hmm. trying to make it funny and I'm, I'm centered as, you know, the, the F word. <laughs> and I've been saying that as a joke because I really need to stay more and more centered as things are chaotic in the world and potentially could get more so and so I'm just keep running this inner state right now to try to stay more present because I'm seeing in my own world that I'm making mistakes or like I actually fell yesterday like I am if I'm going too fast and Mm -hmm. if I'm too in my head and so Mm -hmm. it's staying grounded and staying centered and when we're centered we can say you know I don't really want to scratch this horse right now and that's okay I can walk away, Mm -hmm. right? Or I don't really want this horse right up in my space because I don't feel safe. And that's okay. It's okay to have a space bubble. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to say no, right? Like, in Mm -hmm. fact, the more present we are, we realize if we're saying yes when it's really a no. I've done that many times, right? Mm -hmm. Or to know if it changes. Maybe it was a yes, and then things move to a no. So, you know, can we start at a maybe? Can we can we really get to know ourselves? That's the first piece of boundaries. I was journaling a little bit about boundaries. And the first really is knowing ourselves, knowing what mm-hmm. is. I know a lot of coaches will say, hell yes or hell no. You know, that's a lot of big energy there. But I think of it as like, well, can we just know what is a yes, what's a no, and what's a maybe? And know that mm-hmm. a maybe can change and, like, it's okay to say someone I know you're asking me for this. Give me a day to think about it. Like just creating a pause so that we get to know, is this really a yes, no, or maybe, right? Mm -hmm. And then getting to know our system inside, our intuitive system or our gut, our heart to know like, yes, no, and maybe. What does it feel like in the body, right? And I love doing the stuff with the horses because I help people get into that space. Like what is this a yes, no, or maybe for you? How does it feel in your body? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel heavier? You know, does it, um, what's going on in your gut? Because the gut is another brain and it knows so much. So, yeah, that's the first. And then the second, and this is the part that I'm still really working on. <laughs> I I help clients with a lot as well as the communication. So once you know your yes, no's, how do you communicate them? Right. And mm-hmm. I find when people first start setting boundaries, the pendulum swings to aggressive <laughs> or, no, I can't do that. And you're like, okay, I was just, just asking a question. Like, you know, <laughs> to, or the very passive, like, you can't even get a horse to move out of your space at all. Right. Like, we uh-huh. have these, mm-hmm. I have these space exercises I do with the horses and people where we ask, you know, the horses even just, can you take one step back? Right. Um, Can you create an energy bubble with a hula hoop? And how does it feel to just be in your own energy bubble, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and so, and a lot of people's stuff comes up or our our awareness comes up. And so, but the communication is a big piece. How do you express yourself in the moment? Not two weeks later, (laughs) in the moment. (laughs) Um, And sometimes it's also having a script, right? Like one of the things I realized lately is I've been doing call networking calls and they're going too long and I got real I sat with myself and I'm like no I need to do 30 minute calls and so it's like Mm -hmm. having a script that's ready when someone asks for a networking meeting and I'm like sure I can do 30 minutes and you know that's and really having 
blocks of time in which I'm willing to do email. Like there's so many things that we need to set boundaries with these days, right? Right. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So very true. Oh my. And knowing knowing ourselves, learning to know ourselves, I think is the very first one of the first steps is how I feel is knowing what's in your heart or like you said, listening to your heart, your gut, listening and knowing what it is saying inside of there and then how to come out and communicate it in a way to others that you're really wanting, how how you really want it to come across, I guess is what I tr- would say is not in a negative way, but turn it in, even if you're saying a no, turn it into a positive way so the other person doesn't look at it as a negative way. That you both come out on the winning end and you know yourself. I mean, that can't always be done. But if you can say it in more, say, a more of a polite way than a rude way, I guess is how I would say it, to communicate. And sometimes that takes just a moment to stop and think how how is this going to sound if someone was saying it to me? How mm-hmm. and say it to the other person how you would want it to be said to you is a way too that I look at communicating from knowing knowing what your heart is telling you to do. So those are those are a points that I was coming out when when you were saying about express in the moment and communicating and knowing yourself. Yeah, I feel like one of the, I was thinking, okay, what's the best tips I could give to the listeners and it, around all of this? Mm-hmm. And it is start to know yourself to start to journal. So first, mm-hmm. write down all the things that are frustrating you, just mm-hmm. in general. Like, what are the stuff, where is your, you know, I love doing shadow work, but it's like, where is the stuff that's frustrating you, angering you, upsetting you? You know, where do you, quote, unquote, feel like a victim, like, in your life? Like, where, what's going on? And then, like, what, I did this, and I'm like, wow, a good half of these are around boundaries. Like, half mm-hmm. of them are stuff I can't, outside of my control. And then mm-hmm. half of them are really within my control and within my influence. And I realized they were just about boundaries. Like, I was not being... I was not putting myself first because for whatever reasons that we all have, right? And mm. it, and I and so I went, oh, okay. Well, so these are just about boundaries. So then the next step is write down a list about all the places you feel like you want to improve your boundaries in, because even just bringing awareness to that will start to create the shift. So like I wrote, okay, some of my networking, right? Like all different things: our work hours, our food, what I share with people, you know, technology how we spend money, who get who gets to spend time with us, like all these different <laughs> things, right? And then really getting clear about, okay, well, what better boundaries? So then that's one list. And the next is like, what, how do we map that to, like, what's the change we want to see? And how do we create a, even just one boundary that will support that change, right? And this is a great thing to do with a coach too, but like obviously like getting, I do needs assessments with clients, which is like, what are your needs? Like where, because a lot of women are like, I don't even know. Like, and I'm like, okay, let's explore it because you've been (laughs) serving so many other people. Let's get clear with you. So I think there's a really, I love doing this and I'm like, okay, so these, so then it's, then I start with my week. Okay. If time is a boundary, what do I do when I look at my schedule? What do I do when I look at my budget? What do I do when I look at my 
time with my friends? What do I look at? You know, so I started to then break it down into specific areas of boundaries. And that's all great self-awareness work. And then the next is the embodiment, which honestly is with the horses. We can talk about boundaries, but we learn them best when we practice them. When you literally Mm -hmm. have to ask a 1,200-pound horse to take two steps back, all Mm -hmm. of your stuff will come up until you do it. And then when you do it and you're like, this horse isn't upset with me and I did it. Like we form the confidence and we form the body awareness that we are allowed to put ourselves first, that we are allowed to have our own space, that we're allowed to slow down, Mm -hmm. allowed to pause. I can get really passionate about this. (laughs) It's so awesome to practice this work. It just is, right, Joyce? Like you know it, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, I just love it. Kate, we could talk. I think we could talk for hours about all of this because there's so much to talk about. We just, we barely touched on just a few of the tips and the tips you said there at the end with journaling and knowing yourself and just like asking the horse. And oh, those were just. Great tips, Kate. I just appreciate it so much, and so will the listeners. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm going to do a class on this because I've had different people ask me. Like, it's really up for people right now. And I think, you know, especially women, like, it's the world's going to be a happier place when we are really mm-hmm. in a healthier space with our boundaries. And it's yeah. completely okay. And we can have compassion that we don't necessarily have great ones. We never had good role models. How do you learn something if you no one ever taught you? <laughs> Yeah, but exactly. Let's do it. Let's learn from the horses. So I'll have a class coming up on this if people want to stay in touch on that too. Okay. And is your website the best way to stay in touch with you on that then for the classes? Yeah, or social media. Yeah, social media. Awakening with Equines is my Facebook group, and Awakening with Equines is where I'll post any events. So, okay. All right. Well, fantastic, Kate. Oh, well, thank you so much for another incredible interview. And I look so forward to September when we will be talking about some more great information that you will share. Thank you, Kate. You have a magical day. You too. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this absolutely incredible interview with our amazing diva, Kate Nelligan. Please share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com. Have an absolutely magical day. Be kind to all and start to learn to know yourself from the inside is where the beauty and the outside beauty will shine. And give your animals a great big hug and share all your love with them until we connect on robust lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.